to the Grower Radio Network. Michelle Simakis of Garden Center Magazine recently spoke with Maria Zampini, president of Upshoot LLC and a frequent contributor to Nursery Management Magazine, about Maria's new book, Gardenpedia. Let's listen in. Michelle Simakis, and I'm on the phone with Maria Zampini from Upshoot and co-author of the new book, Gardenpedia, which was just released in January and published by St. Lynn's Press. Maria, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thanks for having me, Michelle. I appreciate it. Absolutely, and uh, congratulations on the new book. Thank you. Thank you. It's pretty exciting. In your dedication section, you wrote that your co-author, Pam, Pam Bennett, was the one who had to help convince you to write Gardenpedia with her, even though you were the one who had originally conceived the idea back when you were running your family's nursery. Why did you hesitate, and how did she finally give you that final push that you needed? The idea for the book was formulated many years ago. Um, I, I just, as I ran our family's wholesale nursery and destination attraction retail garden center, we would we would hire people who had no formal training in horticulture, and they would struggle with some of the terminology that we used. And I always had it in the back of my mind that it would be great if if we came up with like a dictionary to be part of our. Uh, employee manual, and it just wasn't a high priority and, and never happened. And once I finally um, went to the publisher and said, hey, what do you think about this idea? And he said, hey, I, I think it's something worth pursuing. And he was kind of after me to commit to doing it, and I was just really afraid I was not going to have the amount of time necessary to do it. I was taking on some new jobs at that time. And I, I threw the idea out there to Pam, and we got to talking, and she said, we both realized that doing um, writing for consumer magazines, a lot of times we would have to step back and go, gee, we, you really need to make sure you explain um, terminology really clearly. You can't just put grafting and assume that the average consumer reading that article is going to know what it means. Right. And, she's, and as in her role as director of the Master Gardeners for the state of Ohio, she says, you know, Maria, there truly is no textbook for the Master Gardening Program across the country. And so she also felt this book would fit that need as well. So we saw, you know, we identified really then three different scenarios in how this book might really be used um, from consumers to the actual professionals. And so knowing that I had someone that I could count on who had a very similar writing style to myself uh, was really key for me to say, okay, let's, let's take the big plunge and let's, let's try this. And how long did it take you to put this all together? From the time we signed the contract with St. Lynn's, it probably took us about a year and a half. And I would say it was truly the last nine months that were the most intense as far as writing the descriptions um, that went into the book and gathering the photography and, and so forth. So it, it took a while. You mentioned in the beginning of the book that you couldn't possibly include all of the terms that you wanted to and that your approach was to, quote, look at the most common terms that people ask us about in our daily travels, presentations, and classes. Was there an editing process? You know, how many did you start with and, and how many did you end up with? Oh, yeah, we did. We brainstormed. We probably brainstormed about 600 terms. 
Um, and then, and, and we asked other people for their ideas too. We, we went to some friends of ours who were either in the Master Gardener program or, or who were just, you know, avid gardeners who had no type of formal training and said, you know, is there something missing or which ones do you think are, are most important? And, and they helped come up with some um, additional terms that, that we should use. So we pared it down. It's a little over 300 terms, and it's not that the 300 we called out weren't important, but they weren't necessarily important for the first-time gardener who was starting out and even at a master gardener level that they needed to know. They were those ones, the ones we didn't use were truly, truly technical. So uh, we thought we really tried hard to get the, to get the bulk of what we could see as being crucial and but then we know there's already stuff we've looked at and we went oh doggone we forgot that term and so we we knew that was going to happen it's inevitable and so we've actually challenged people to say if you think there's something we missed please just let us know and we'll, we'll make a running list and if we look to do another edition of the book or maybe um uh, you know an, a, a follow-up book to it then we'll have our our list of terms ready to go that's what I was going to ask you is, you know, would there be a follow-up book? And, and also, is there one term that sort of sticks out to you that you left out that you wish you could include again or uh, that you definitely want to make sure gets into that potential second edition? Well, yeah, it's, it's funny. I was doing an interview for the Master Gardener podcast that goes out nationwide, and she was asking me about the term girth. And I realized that we did not include the term caliper, which, as you know, in the industry, we use that term all the time when we're talking about trees and and measurement. And I just, you know, I sat there and I went, oh, Maria, you dummy, how could you possibly forget that? But that's all right. That's that's how it goes. And and we'll just catch it. We'll just catch it next time. That's all. And, and, you know, and we'll just have to wait and see whether, you know, how well this book goes over, whether we'll consider doing a second book. And th- that possibility is always open, especially if this one is well-received. And, and it is being well-received right now. We're pretty excited about it. Do you think that doing this process, going through those words that maybe you know so well that you not take for granted but just don't think about how the average consumer would view them, uh, do you think going through that process made you better at what you do and made you a better consumer writer, or how did it change how you approach your job in, in horticulture? I do feel it helped me um, personally and professionally. There were terms that Pam brought up that, to me, I didn't think that that maybe I don't use them from an industry perspective all the time, but I think from a consumer's perspective, um, the the term is maybe more out there. It certainly does help me. I find now when I'm doing speaking engagements, I will not just talk and throw out a term. I will literally stop when I come to one of the terms we've used in a book, and I will explain it in a little more detail. I won't assume. There's not as much assuming going on that my audience knows what I'm talking about, be that during a lecture or be that when I'm writing an article for them. So it has made me much more cognizant that that you can't assume that, that everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. It doesn't hurt at all to stop and try and explain it to them. And, and that that's the beauty of this particular book is that every all the books 
that we saw that were out there that talked about horticultural terminology were very technical in nature. I mean, if I Google the term, sometimes I'll come up with something that even I don't understand how they're trying to explain it. But the book, the way we tried to do it, it's very conversational in tone as if you and I were just sitting and having a conversation. And so I find it beneficial to try and explain it to them, just like if we were, we were talking and, and getting along, just, you know, hey, what do you think of this or that? And then um, and trying to even maybe do an analogy with something else um, that applies to their daily life to help better explain um, the term. And that's something that people who reviewed your book said that that's one of the things that they loved most about it, is that it's more than a dictionary. They can read it cover to cover, and that's in part the descriptions you include with the plants. For example, instead of just defining a soil amendment, you explain the importance of it as well. Was was that part of the process, or to in, or how did you come to that conclusion to make it more of something that was more conversational, more something you could read cover to cover than only a resource and a dictionary? Right. Well, what we tried to do, I mean, just from my professional life, I always found um, when I was working with employees, it's one thing to just tell them, hey, go do this. But you would get so much further if you would say, hey, I want you to go do this, and here's why. You know, here's the goal of what we're trying to do with this. And then certainly if you had a picture or a diagram or an example or you showed them how to do it, it helped that much more. And so I think that's the philosophy we took heading into this book is that we not only have a simple one or two sentence description, but then we have a small paragraph that explains to the reader, here's why this is important to you or why you need to know about it. And here's how it's going to relate to you in your garden, or maybe it gives a little bit further description that's necessary. And then the pictures, you know, it's a very photo-rich book, and it, the, the pictures really help just bring home the point. They're like the icing on the cake, if you will. You probably want to do the same thing that you wanted to do when you first thought of this book, and to be able to explain mm-hmm. to new employees some important terms and, and things mm-hmm. about gardening they may not know. In your dedication, you thanked your dad, who you write has been your business partner, best friend, mentor, cheerleader, and fellow hortaholic, day in and day out. What did he think about the book? Oh, he loved it. Um, You know, it was my original intent to, as, as it got written, to run it by him, for him to almost kind of be my proofreader. He never saw it until it was finished. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and so he was he was really, um, really thrilled and excited to see it. I think it, it more than met and exceeded his expectations of, of what it could be. So, of course, he's a proud... He's a proud dad with, you know, the buttons are kind of popping off his chest right now when he, when, he, when he sees it and shows it to people. Was that hard not to have him as part of the process since he's been so much involved in your life and your career otherwise? You know what, to some degree it was, but, you know, as he's getting in age, his time is more limited as to what he has to work on. And I felt really confident with the people that, that were helping me with the book that they had my back on it, which allowed him and I to concentrate um, on other aspects of our business that, that I think were, were super important to us. Anything that was most surprising to you about putting together this book or something that, off, or excuse me, 
advice you would offer for other people in the industry looking to write their own book? Yeah, I, I think the main thing is is that you have to go into it knowing that you don't know what you don't know and looking at it as a learning process. I think before you commit, your best one of your best options is to reach out to other people who have written a book and really come up with that list of questions of how how did the process work for them? What did they learn? What are the expectations? I think you have, a, have to have a clear set of expectations and deadlines from your publisher. You just have to know that, that at certain times it's very much a process where maybe you have time to think about it and other times you have to be able to make some very quick decisions. And at some point also you have to just... Like like they say in the movie Frozen, you have to let it go. I mean, towards the end, we kept going, oh, maybe we should include this, or, gee, what about this? And we just finally had to go, that's it. It is what it is. We've all proofed it a million times. Yep, there's going to be something that's misspelled or not quite defined the way we should have, and just, just let it go and let it, you know, you want to do the best job that you can, but at some point, you, you can drive yourself crazy with it towards the end. You hinted at a Gardenpedia, too. Any time we may find out about if, if that's confirmed, or is that something that you're seriously considering as releasing a second edition? Oh, you know what? Right now, we're so, we're so involved in just getting this book out there um, that, that that's the farthest thing from my mind. I mean, it's something that we've talked about, but it's, it's not high on the priority list. We have to worry about making this book a success right now. And, and I really hope that um, I think even if you're a, a, you know, a garden center that doesn't necessarily carry a lot of books, I think this is such a great book to have not only for your employees. I mean, I've had some garden centers come to me already and say, you know what? Oh, my God, this is going to be my employee manual. Here's how I'm going to teach the employees coming in who don't know anything and or the garden centers who are carrying it. Um, you know, it's really moving for them, and it's, and it's catching on. So, so I've got, I got to worry about this one first before I can think about the next one. Well, that's fair. <laughs> uh, and for people who are interested in uh, learning more about Gardenpedia, where can they go? If they go to my business website, which is upshoothort.com, they can click on the writing tab, and then they'll see there's several pages on Gardenpedia. Then additionally, if they're a garden center and they're interested in purchasing the books at a wholesale price, they need to reach out to St. Lynn's Press. Uh, which is located in Pittsburgh, and they can give them a quote on wholesale pricing. And then Pam and I are also, like I mentioned, we're doing events where we're doing speaking engagements and or book signings where we bring the books with us and they're, they're available at a, at, a, you know, at a fee and we'll sign them for them. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time and congratulations again. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it very much. Mm-hmm.